Section 19 of History of New Brunswick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. History of New Brunswick by Peter Fisher. Section 19. Remarks on the state of that part of ancient Nova Scotia lying north of the Bay of Fundy, now in the province of New Brunswick, prior to the year 1754. The French government, in defiance of former treaties, continued to erect forts around the harbor of St. John and to send troops for the defense of this part of the country, considering it theirs, and to employ the natives to harass and murder the settlers in the district of Maine, thus for many years preventing the settlement of that part of the British dominions as far west as that district or province extended, and the French more recently built a fort and named it Beausejour, at the head of the bay, from which place they supplied with arms, etc., the tribes of Indians who inhabited the coasts of the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the rivers that fall into the same. The Indians were also employed to check and prevent the settlements of the country called Minas, Cobequis, and other parts of the province on the peninsula of Acadia, or Halifax. To prevent the continuance of such depredations, the British government sent an expedition in 1754 to take possession of this fort, which was not obtained till after an obstinate resistance from the French, who for some years after it was reduced, continued to fortify their settlements on the banks of the River St. John at Passamaquoddy, and to employ the natives in the service to prevent the English from extending their settlements eastward of the river Kennebec, and the inhabitants were continually harassed and often murdered by savages frequently sent by the French for that purpose at Kennebec and many miles westward for a long course of time. In the year 1758, an expedition was sent from Halifax or Boston to reduce the only remaining French forts of any considerable strength north of the Bay of Fundy, situated on the west side of the river below the falls, within the present limits of the city of St. John. But the French commander, having received notice of this expedition some time before its arrival, removed all the light stores further up the river, sunk all his heavy guns, as reported by Frenchmen who were present, and demolished the fort. He first made his retreat only about four leagues above the falls, where he had previously erected works, surrounded by a thick wood, in order to be covered by Indian soldiers, who will never fight on open ground, nor suffer themselves to be driven within the walls of a garrison by a besieging force. The French soon after retired to St. Anne's, and not long afterwards to Canada. The demolished fort was rebuilt on the ground of the old one, and garrisoned the winter following by a body of provincial troops and a company of rangers sent from Louisburg. The same company of rangers as a scouting party in March 1759 marched up the river on the ice as far as St. Anne's. The few inhabitants below that village had either fled before this party appeared to St. Anne's or into the woods, and no prisoner was taken to give information concerning the situation or strength of the enemy, 
yet they continued a forced march as far up as St. Anne's where they found the village deserted. They set fire to every building in it and returned with great precipitation to the Fort Frederick, expecting to be pursued by the enemy. This company was early this spring ordered to join the expedition against Quebec. The fort was garrisoned with a company of more of provincials till the next or second year, when they were relieved by a company of one of the Highland regiments. The fort afterwards continued to be garrisoned by a company of some British regiments under different commandants until 1770, when the British troops were embarked from every post in the province on account of some disorders that had recently been committed in Boston. The barracks and stores were by order of government placed under the care of one of the inhabitants residing near the several forts, specially authorized by government for that service. In 1774, a corporal and six privates were sent to reside in the barracks of Fort Frederick. In May 1775, a brig was sent from Boston to procure fresh provisions for the British Army then in that town from the settlement of the River St. John. The same vessel was laden with stock, poultry, and sundry other articles, most brought from Majorville in small vessels and gondolas, all which had been put on board within about fifteen days after the brig had arrived. While she was waiting for a fair wind and clear weather, an armed sloop of four guns and full of men from Machias came into the harbor, took possession of the brig, and two days after carried her off to Machias. But the first night after her arrival, the enemy made the small party in the fort prisoners, plundered them of everything in it, and set fire to all the barracks but at that time they did not molest any of the inhabitants on the opposite side of the river. Early next spring an armed brig from Machias entered the harbor after having taken a vessel from the West Indies belonging to Portland, which they immediately sent to Boston. The two armed vessels continued more than a week in the harbor and sent an officer with a boat full of men to Majorville they did no material injury to the settlers. In 1776 and 1777, large parties of armed men came into the River St. John in whale-boats from Machias and passed through the falls in their boats and took possession of several empty buildings on the west shore of the river against the present settlements called the Indian House and occupied them for barracks whence they came over every day to Portland shore and marched along the tongue of land between the harbor and the water above the falls in order to capture any vessels that might enter the river and to prevent the landing of marines or seamen from any British ship. In 1777 the vulture sloop of war was stationed in the bay between Annapolis and St. John for the protection of these places, and to prevent the enemy from venturing further up the bay to plunder the towns of Horton, Cornwallis, and other settlements at the waterside in different places, but it was soon found that these towns could not be secured from depredations, 
as the enemy would pass by all large ships of war in the night and in fogs. Early in the summer of 1777, the vulture came into the harbor of St. John while the Machias party were at their headquarters above the falls. End of section 19. Recording by Roger Moline.